Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're going to talk about Ray Epps. Ray Epps is suing Fox News and Tucker Carlson. It's a crazy story. We're going to talk about that. But first, I have an announcement to make. I have some exciting news that I wanted to share with you. I am delighted to announce my new book. It's called Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists Behind the Attack on America's Kids. I'm really excited to tell you guys about this. I've been keeping it a secret for about a year because one of my pet peeves is when someone announces that they've written a book and I'm like, that book sounds awesome. I can't wait to read it. Let me go buy it. And I go to the Amazon page and it's not out for like eight months. And I'm like, dang, I wanted to read that now, not next year. So I kept this a secret so that you can pre-order this book if you so choose. I invite you to pre-order it and it will be in your mailbox in just a few weeks. It's out in September. So not too long to wait. Um, this book has been a long time coming, and it relates to many of the things that we talk about on the show, but it's also, I want to say, like 20 steps deeper. <laughs> 20 steps deeper in the sense that it's no secret. You and I understand the reality of the political enemy that we face, right? We know that the left is waging a deliberate and relentless attack on our children. And then this is not new. This is not something that just happened since COVID, this assault on children. In fact, the left has been re-engineering our society for almost a century now. And unfortunately, they've been very successful in doing so. They've captured four out of the five of what I would call our foundational cultural institutions. They've captured the media, they've captured the education system, they've captured religion, they've captured the law, and they've just about destroyed the family to just about. There's one element of the family that's left standing, and that is children which explains why the left is coming after our children in such an aggressive way, such an aggressive way that it's not just conservatives who are saying, whoa, wait a second. It's parents across the country who are recognizing that our children are facing an attack the like of which we've never seen. Now, when I say this has been a long time coming, one of the questions that I addressed in writing this book is, well, where have conservatives been? If our institutions have been captured by the left and this, this institutional capture has been taking place for decades, what have conservatives been doing to fight against this? And the answer to this question is not particularly flattering to conservatives and to the Republican Party. Conservatives have been blithely unaware, to put it plainly. They've been, um, they've, they've put their heads in the sand. We haven't fought back as actual Marxists have, um, have in, infiltrated our institutions, indoctrinated our children, subverted and plotted to overthrow our nation. And I understand that it can be hard to believe that actual Marxists are behind this attack on America's kids, just like it's been difficult for parents and People in my own family are even guilty of this. So this is this is not something that it's a, like a vague accusation. It was hard for parents to believe that something like critical race theory was in schools until they saw it with their own eyes on Zoom school during the COVID lockdowns. It's hard to believe that Marxists are the ones orchestrating this attack. So what I do in this book is I name the names of the people who are behind the capture of our institutions, the people who are behind this attack on America's kids on our children, our sons and daughters. 
and I offer a solution, a solution that I will tell you right now, I will be very blunt, is different than the solution offered to you by the Republican Party. A solution that would allow us to recapture our institutions and save our children. We have to save our children, not just for the sake of their individual souls, but because if the left successfully captures our children, we're done as a nation. We are done. This is an incredibly urgent problem that we're facing. And this isn't, this book, by the way, I wanna give you just a little background on the process of writing this book. And anybody who wants to pre-order this, I, I would be so honored if you would pre-order this book. You can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes & Noble, you can go to hideyourchildrenbook.com to put your pre-order in now. It'll be in your mailbox in just a few weeks if you do this. And I would be so grateful. Tag me on Instagram or tweet this at me. Let me know that you that what you think of this. I can't wait for you to read it, but let me know if you if you put it in a pre-order um, because I want to interact with you. I want to be excited about this. This has been such a long time coming. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The second half of this book. So this book is divided into two parts. The first half is establishing the people behind the assault on America's kids in, in, the, in various different ways, right? The education system, religion, homeschooling, technocracy. There's a whole bunch of different cultural institutions that the left has subverted in order to target our kids. So the first half of the book, I establish the people who are behind this, this plot to subvert our institutions. And it's, it's deep stuff, right? Like this is, this is not your walk through the park to understand that this is not just arbitrary stupidity. This is not just impractical, unwise liberal policies. This is an actual plot to subvert our nation. So that's the first half of the book. And the second half of the book, I would say I'm particularly proud of the second half of this book because it reflects an evolution in my own thinking about our country, something fundamental that I've changed my mind about since I began um, to be active in conservative politics. And it's not always easy to sit up in front of people and say, listen, I was wrong about something and I've changed my mind, but this is something very fundamental that I've changed my mind about. So the second half of my book is reflects an evolution in the way that I have thought about our country. When I first began to be active in conservative politics, I was very young. I was in, in late high school and early college. And let's just say my birthday was yesterday and I turned 34. So you can do the math. I'm not going to do the math on TV and admit how long it's been that I've been active in conservative politics. But I, I, I want to actually illustrate what happened to change my mind on something fundamental. So in 2016, that was eight years ago now, it was the first year that I was invited to speak at CPAC 
And it was a phenomenal experience because this is actually a tangential story, but I, th- I still think it's a funny one. Um, I was scheduled to speak late in the afternoon at CPAC and Marco Rubio, this was during the, the primary before Trump had become the nominee in 2016. Marco Rubio was supposed to headline CPAC at noon that day. And the room was packed to the rafters. There were like 5,000 people in that room and Rubio was running late. He was running late. And the organizers of CPAC came up to me. I was, I was at CPAC all day and they said, hey, Liz, can you change the time of, of your speech? Can you actually speak now so that we can fill this block while Rubio's just running maybe 30 minutes late? Can you fill this now instead of speaking later on in the afternoon? And I was like, heck yeah, I can. This room is packed. Of course, I'd love to go up and open for Marco Rubio. So I did, I went up and the first speech I'd ever given at CPAC, I opened for Marco Rubio. And that was in, like I said, 2016. You, you remember the feeling of the 2016 Republican primary. Um, in front of 5,000 people. And afterwards, in the lobby, I was doing interviews with a lot of reporters and news organizations that were talking to people about who their preferred candidate was and just about Republican politics in general. And one independent journalist comes up to me and asks me a very philosophical question, nothing about the primary, nothing about the candidates. He asks me, how do you define liberty? What do you think the role of liberty is in our in our government? And I answered him and I gave him a very libertarian answer. I said, well, you know, I, I, I believe that the role of government is to protect our inherent God-given rights. You know, the rights that were spoken about in the Declaration of Independence, the right to life, the right to liberty, the right to pursue happiness, which is just another phrase for the right to pursue property or the right to the fruits of your labor. And gave him that answer. And I said, government should pretty much stick to making sure that people don't violate those, those rights and basically otherwise get out of our business. And this, this journalist or this reporter says to me, okay, well, do you support the legalization of hard drugs? And I said, the legalization of hard drugs? Are you talking about like meth? Are you talking about like fentanyl? Are you talking about cocaine? No, I don't support the legalization of hard drugs. Well, it turns out he was actually talking about the legalization of marijuana. And it turns out he wasn't a, he wasn't a, a journalist at all. He was an activist, which is fine. He's allowed to ask me questions, even if he's an activist. But he accused me at the time, and you can still find this video on YouTube if you so choose, although uh, it's a little cringy, I think. Uh, it was, after all, eight years ago. Um, he accused me of betraying my principles on liberty because I defined liberty as the government only protecting people's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to property, while also saying that the government should prohibit people from um, being able to not not just not just bring not just consume these drugs, but bring them to the market. And he accused me of being a hypocrite about liberty. And to be honest with you, that conversation has stuck in my mind for the last eight years. Um, and several years ago, I started to recognize that you know what? There is an inherent contradiction to the answer that I gave him. He wasn't incorrect. He's certainly incorrect about wanting to legalize hard drugs. And I was certainly correct in saying, no, we shouldn't do that. That would be incredibly disruptive and dangerous to our society and our people. But he was correct when he said that the definition of liberty that I offered contradicted the policy that I stood for. And this began the evolution of my study of what is our society supposed to look like? What is our country designed to be? And in order to answer that question, you have to define, if we're supposed to be a free society based on liberty, you have to define what is liberty? Is liberty the ultimate goal? Or is liberty the means to something greater? And so the second half of my book, the second half of my book is my evolution 
in defining what liberty, the definition of what liberty is and how that applies to our society. Because the, the ideology that I espoused eight years ago at CPAC during that interview is not correct. It's not correct. And it's not only incorrect, it's the opposite of what our constitution or how our constitution defined liberty, how the framers of our constitution understood our society. And this, my friends, this, the reason that this kind of nerdy stuff is the favorite, my favorite part of the book is because this has been the problem the Republican Party has run into in the last, well, not just five years, not just 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, is a misunderstanding of what liberty is a misunderstanding of how the Constitution is supposed to order our society. And this is why the Marxists that we discuss in the first half of the book have been successful in subverting our institutions, successful in subverting almost everything except our children. And that's why they're coming to our children now, because they know that we are not good at fighting back because we don't know what we believe. We don't know the proper um, place for government. We don't know how we're supposed to use government or how we're supposed to order society. So all that being said, my book is coming out in just a few weeks. It's coming out in September. Pre-order your copy now, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or you can go to hideyourchildrenbook.com. I'm really excited for you guys to read this. I have been working so hard on this for the last year, and I have so many stories about this, which we will talk about in the days and weeks to come. But I wanted to give you a little bit of that personal background on what makes my book different than what you might read in other books or what the Republican Party and a lot of our politicians are offering as we face this chaos in our society that it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, we all understand we are living in a very chaotic time. We are in a, a, a time in our culture where it's palpable, the urgency is palpable to save our country and what it, what it was intended to be or else we're on the verge of not only losing our children but losing our country. Also, by the way, a little bit of a tangential topic, but I want to thank everyone for all the birthday wishes yesterday. So many of you sent me emails and text messages and tweets and Instagram comments wishing me happy birthday, and it made me feel very, very loved. I appreciate every one of you, and I've read them all, so thank you for that. I will say my favorite thing that happened on my birthday or my favorite bit of celebration is uh, when my 90-year-old grandparents called me on FaceTime. They both have iPhones, which they can operate, and they called me on FaceTime, which was delightful, but then they spent the entirety of the call fighting over who should be on screen, my grandmother or my grandfather. And they weren't, they weren't trying to hog the screen, they were fighting because they wanted, each of them wanted the other to be on screen, which was the most hilarious skit that you've ever watched. Um, and it was so delightful. I love them with all my heart. They've been married for 67 years and they adore each other. They adore each other and they think, they, they, my grandmother thinks my grandfather is hilarious. She said on the call, she's like, my cousin actually met him first before I met him and married him. She didn't like him because she thought he was too much of a smart aleck, but that's what I like best about him. And I thought, my goodness, the world needs more of these people. They are, they are the salt of the earth. They are the best. And that was my favorite part of my birthday. In addition, of course, to all of your good wishes. Okay, let's talk about Ray Epps, shall we? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, let's talk about Ray Epps. Ray Epps is suing Fox News and Tucker Carlson for defamation for Tucker Carlson's question, who is Ray Apps? I feel like we should have this echo in the studio as we say that. Who is Ray Apps? It's like the question of a century. It, it is the question of our times. Who is Ray Apps? Who is this guy? And why has the FBI treated him the way that they have treated him or treated him the way they haven't treated him? It's a perfectly valid question, one that we've asked many times on this show and we will continue to ask. A couple of points. This, this story was already kind of a crazy story, and it's gotten even crazier today, not just because Ray Epps is suing Fox News. We're gonna talk about that part first, because truly what happened here is this is what's called a nuisance lawsuit. Ray Epps is hoping that Fox News will settle with him the way that Fox News settled with Dominion Voting Systems. So oftentimes when there are high profile people, or this, this includes companies as big as Fox News, when they have a lawsuit against them, they don't want to go to discovery because they don't want their emails and their text messages revealed even to a jury because it'll be leaked to the news. They don't want their executives deposed. They don't want their talent exposed to this kind of negative publicity. So they just, they just settle. That's what Fox News did with Dominion. They didn't want um, they didn't want the Murdochs. They didn't want Tucker Carlson. They didn't want other people at the company to be deposed. So they they just settled with Dominion lawsuits. But what this does, I hate nuisance lawsuits and I hate settling nuisance lawsuits because what it does is it invites more lawsuits. It invites people like Ray Epps to think, oh, maybe I could squeeze a little money out of Fox News too if they don't actually want to go to trial. My case doesn't have to be that strong. They just have to fear the trial. They have to fear the process of the trial and maybe I'll get a payout from it. So for that reason, I don't like when places settle nuisance lawsuits. I think that Ray Epps' lawyer is an expert in nuisance lawsuits. His lawyer, by the way, is a man named Brian Farnan, who was the lead counsel, the lead Delaware counsel for Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit against Fox. You cannot make this stuff up. Cannot make this stuff up. There is a concerted effort by the left to go after Fox News to try to, this is what they did with Dominion, right? The Dominion PR people were came straight from Jill Biden's office at the White House, the office of the First Lady. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. So the New York Times reported on this lawsuit initially, and I want to read what they wrote. They said, Ray Epps, the man at the center of a widespread conspiracy theory about the attack on the Capitol on January 6th of 2021, filed a lawsuit on Wednesday accusing Fox News and its former host, Tucker Carlson, of defamation for promoting a, quote, fantastical story that Mr. Epps was an undercover government agent who instigated the violence at the Capitol as a way to disparage President Donald Trump and his supporters. This is what the complaint reads. Just as Fox had focused on voting machine companies when falsely claiming a rigged election, Fox knew it needed a scapegoat for January 6th. It settled on Ray Epps and began promoting the lie that Epps was a federal agent who incited the attack on the Capitol. It's kind of funny to read the language of this lawsuit, understanding that Ray Epps' lawyer is the same lawyer for Dominion. So of course he like references his own work, references. So you think 
oh, well, if Dominion's lawsuit was intended to take Fox down and this nuisance lawsuit is just riding on the coattails, there's your proof. There's your proof. Mr. Epps, the New York Times says, is seeking an unspecified amount of damages. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions. We'll, we don't know. We'll never, we'll never see this. We'll never see this. Um, this is what the New York Times writes. They say the publicity, and this is the accusation is that Tucker Carlson begot the publicity. The publicity had damaging consequences for Mr. Epps and his wife, Robin, who received numerous death threats and were forced to sell their ranch and their business in Arizona and move to a mobile home parked at a trailer park. Now, listen, if he received death threats, that's wrong. I don't condone that. I don't think that anybody should be issuing death threats against anybody, no matter who the anybodies are. I myself receive death threats on a daily basis. It's unpleasant. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. But to think that you could sue Fox for defamation because you received death threats, this is the most ridiculous idea that I have ever heard. The most ridiculous. The man told us, Ray Epps claimed that he was a Trump supporter. If you're a Trump supporter, I think it's a fair assumption that you might be conservative and you don't believe in free speech. You don't believe in the freedom of the press. You want to stifle anybody. You want to actually silence and criminally penalize them because they said things. They ask questions that are valid questions. Let's rewind here for just a minute before we get to the complicating factor. The complicating factor, just so you know, just a little, a little spoiler here, is that Ray Epps in his lawsuit says that he was informed in May of 2023, so two months ago, he was informed by the Department of Justice that he would face charges for his actions on January 6th. Now, this is brand new information. It's funny, actually, that in most of these headlines about Ray Epps suing Fox News and Tucker Carlson, there's no mention of this claim by Ray Epps that he's going to face charges. It complicates this whole story, and we're going to break that part down because it's very interesting. But first, let's remember why these questions about Ray Epps were asked. They were asked based on the behavior of Ray Epps himself, based on the fact that you and I sat here and watched video of Ray Epps outside of the Capitol telling people the day before January 6th that they should break into the Capitol, literally inciting the violence that did happen. There was some violence. There was some vandalism. I don't condone either of those things. I don't think that the majority of the people that were at the Capitol were were instigating an insurrection. I don't even think the violence and the vandalism was an insurrection. I think that that's a false accusation by the left. But Ray Epps was one of the people that was orchestrating the bad things that did happen. And then the next day, he was bragging about it to his nephew. This, this is the video that we saw. This is what Ray Epps was doing. Watch this. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! Tomorrow? I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to safe. go, I'll say it. All right. We need to go in Shut the to the, the Capitol. Face right. fed posting? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay. Monument Hill. All right, no, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to get this shot. Can arrest us all?
running towards the Capitol. He was part of the first breach, and then he led the charge towards the Capitol. This is after telling people the day before that they should rush the Capitol. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He was encouraging. He was inciting. We all saw this video. You saw this video. I saw this video. The Democrats saw this video. The FBI saw this video. The Department of Justice saw this video. Everyone has seen this video. Everyone understood what Ray Epps did on January 5th and January 6th. And then that was juxtaposed against two things. It was juxtaposed against the fact that the FBI did not charge Ray Epps with anything as they were rounding up, charging, um, convicting, holding in pretrial detention hundreds and hundreds of people associated with January 6th, Ray Epps was not charged with anything. He was just left alone. And it's a perfectly normal and reasonable and rational question to say, well, why is that? Why was that double standard of justice applied to Ray Epps? Why was the standard that Jacob Chansley was held to not applied to Ray Epps? Why was the standard that Stuart Rhodes was held to not applied to, to Ray Epps? Think about Stuart Rhodes. Stuart Rhodes is a very unsavory character. I don't like to have to defend him. Stuart Rhodes was charged with seditious conspiracy by the federal government. He was convicted of seditious conspiracy by the federal government. He was sentenced to 18 years in federal prison. For what? Not for bringing a firearm onto the premises, not for committing any violence, not for breaking into the Capitol, not for telling other people to break into the Capitol, but for a text message. A text message, a stupid text message. That's why he was sentenced to 18 years. So you see what happened to Stuart Rhodes, and then you see what didn't happen to Ray Epps, and you think, well, why is that? Why was Ray Epps held to this different standard? This is a normal question, one that we should be asking, because we are the government. You and I are the government. That's what democracy is. That's what a constitutional republic is. We engage in self-governance. And when those who we have entrusted with the application or the execution of our government are behaving corruptly or not fulfilling their duties, it is our duty, not just our right, but our duty to ask questions. Why was Ray Epps held to a different standard? You juxtapose Ray Epps, the treatment of Ray Epps by the FBI with the treatment of of Stuart Rhodes or of Jacob Chansley, and then you look at this text message from, from Ray Epps, sent either later, day, later that day or the day after he texted his nephew, I orchestrated it. He was referring to what happened on January 6th. I helped orchestrate it, he said. Darren Beatty, who's named in this lawsuit, by the way, he's named in Ray Epps' lawsuit against Fox News, tweeted the most hilarious tweet. He said, Ray Epps literally texted his nephew, I helped orchestrate it. Maybe he should sue himself for defamation. It's funny, but it's also true. Maybe it's funny because it is true. Ray Epps is trying to squeeze Tucker Carlson and Fox News for all this money because they asked, because Tucker asked the question, who is Ray Epps and why was he held to this different standard of justice by the FBI? Why is he getting such different treatment than everybody else involved? And yet 
Ray Epps said the same thing about himself. He's guilty of what he's accusing Tucker Carlson of doing. And Tucker Carlson just asked the question that you ask, that I ask, that we have an absolute right, constitutionally protected right to ask. It's not just our right, it's our duty to ask this question. The FBI field office in Washington, D.C. issued a list of most wanted participants in the January 6th Capitol melee in the wake of January 6th. And I wanna bring this tweet up on the screen. This is, uh, this is the Washington field office. It says, the FBI is still seeking information regarding people who committed violence at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. You can visit fbi.gov slash capital violence to see photos and videos from current cases. And if you recognize someone, submit a tip at tips.fbi.gov. Look at all those pictures. Who is included on that list of most wanted? The FBI is seeking information about these people. These people are supposed to be the worst of the worst. Ray Epps is on that document, is on that tweet. This is not a tweet that was simply sent out in the wake of January 6th. If you go to the Twitter account of the Washington field office of the FBI, it's still to this day pinned at the top of their, at the top of their Twitter account. And yet Ray Epps faced no charges. He was not indicted for two and a half years as person after person after person faced charges by the FBI for things much less significant than what Ray Epps did. So the idea, first we're gonna deal with a lawsuit and then we'll deal with this, this new information that Ray Epps claims the FBI has told him he's going to be charged or the DOJ is, he's claimed the DOJ has informed him he's going to be charged. This lawsuit simply makes no sense. This lawsuit is not only a violation of free speech and freedom of the press and freedom of assembly, which is wrong and will have an incredible chilling effect on free speech. It's, it's begot actually of Fox News's unwise decision to settle that lawsuit, which invites other nuisance lawsuits, hoping for that monetary payout. Ray Epps is an opportunist. That's the answer to the question, who is Ray Epps? He's an opportunist. But more than that, the question of who it is Ray Epps has not been answered by this new claim. In the lawsuit, Ray Epps says that in May of 2023, he was informed by the Department of Justice that they were going to pursue criminal charges against him for his behavior on January 6th. This is kind of a head scratcher. What does this mean? Does this mean Ray Epps wasn't a federal agent? Does it mean that Ray Epps wasn't an informant for the FBI? Does it mean that the FBI was always going to charge him and are just now getting around to it? It's kind of a strange occurrence. When I saw this breaking news, I thought, huh, Here's a weird turn of events. So let me tell you how I'm thinking about this. Let me tell you the questions that pop into my mind that I think we ought to ask about this new information that Ray Epps has, has, has offered to us. First of all, the most important part of this is that the Department of Justice refuses to confirm or deny that they notified Ray Epps that he would face criminal charges. So we're taking Ray Epps' word for it. Color me skeptical. I don't particularly trust Ray Epps. We'll see whether that turns out to be true. The bigger question, assuming for a moment that it is true, the bigger question would be, well, what is Ray Epps being charged with? What is the criminal charge against him? And for what is he being charged? What is the behavior that has begot the charge? Those are perhaps the most important questions of all because even if Ray Epps is not a federal agent, and I can, I can share my personal opinion on this, my personal analysis of the situation is that Ray Epps does not seem to me to be um, one of the fed boys. He does not seem to be necessarily a federal agent. He seemed like it at first, but more likely, the most likely scenario is that Ray Epps was simply a loser who was inciting violence and the FBI perhaps flipped him. Perhaps 
they came to him and said, hey, we're going to charge you with X, Y, and Z unless you give us phone numbers and names and text messages and emails and all your contacts and all the information we ask you for. And then in return for this, we'll provide you with some sort of immunity. That seems to be a very likely scenario. That seems to be something that could very possibly have happened. That would be my speculation if you're given just the binary option of is he a federal agent on the federal payroll or is he an informant? It's more likely that he's an informant. It also gives him, by the way, the plausible deniability that he has engaged in saying, I've never been paid by the feds. Well, yeah, an informant isn't always paid. Sometimes they're just offered immunity. He's like, I, I, I've never been associated with these people. I'm not paid. I'm not an agent. Well, all of that could be true while still being an informant of the FBI. So that question remains unanswered. Did the FBI, for any particular charge, any particular behavior, offer him any sort of immunity in exchange for any sort of information? Even if the Department of Justice is charging him for something else, it doesn't answer that question. We still don't know. There's still an anomaly in the way that Ray Epps has been treated, an anomaly that we should continue to question. If Ray Epps was on video, which he is, if Ray Epps was inciting people to break into the Capitol, which he was, if Ray Epps then texted his nephew that he helped orchestrate the bad things that happened on January 6th, which he did, and the FBI just ignored him for two and a half years, why? Why did they ignore him? What prompted them to seek charges against him now? When they considered those involved, the participants of January 6th, to be so dangerous that it justified pretrial detention, sometimes for years in solitary confinement. The man on video that said he was going to, or that, that was heard orchestrating people to break into the Capitol and then bragging about it on text message after, they don't consider him to be a threat? They let him go for two and a half years before charges? I'm sorry, I smell a rat. Call me a skeptic, if you will but something doesn't ring true here. This doesn't answer any of our questions. It begets more questions. The question of who is Ray Epps and how he has been involved, what his communications have been with the federal government are questions we should continue to demand answers to. Because what happened on January 6th is not something we can leave in the past. What happened on January 6th will be a turning point in our nation if we allow those who are in charge of our government, whether it's the Biden administration itself, whether it's Merrick Garland at the Department of Justice, whether it's Christopher Wray and the FBI, if we allow these institutions of our government to be weaponized against citizens who were concerned about the integrity of our election system, our system of democracy, the way that we participate in our self-governance, if we allow the federal government to get away from, with that, it's going to empower them. It's going to enable them to do it again. And remember, the majority of the American people at this point think that the federal government, federal agents were involved in provoking what happened on January 6th because there's evidence that shows that the federal government was involved in provoking what happened on January 6th. So the question of who is Ray Epps and what has his association been with the FBI? What are these charges that he's alleging he's going to face? Are there charges the FBI said they wouldn't levy against him if he gave them information? These are questions that we should demand answers to because this doesn't answer any questions. It simply 
adds an element of strangeness to the whole thing. It gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And again, call me a skeptic, but I wouldn't put much past the FBI and the Department of Justice to throw someone they've worked with under the bus in order to hide everything that they did in and around January 6th. All right, we have time for one more cool thing. This is brought to you by my producers. They like to bring up videos for this segment that I have not seen. But the headline for this is when Satan tries to interrupt your prayer, but you just keep going. Let's bow our hearts for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the... That, that Bush video that we watched a couple oh weeks God, ago. Remember when we were watching that, that worship service, the video of the worship service, and the, the, the pianist, the, the ficus or the plant behind him kept falling on him? This is what's happening brought. to this preacher. The, <laughs> the chandelier fell on him and he didn't even bat an eye. I don't think that I would be that, I think I would look. I would be so curious about what it was. I don't think I could be that, I don't know if it's devoted to what I was saying, because I am devoted to what I was saying. I don't think that, I, I would be too curious about what it was. Too curious. Kudos to this pastor, I guess, although I don't know how he doesn't wonder. It brings more attention to it when you refuse to look at it. Brings more attention to it. Maybe exactly like Ray Epps, right? Who knows? All right, guys, please, I invite you, pre-order my book. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or hideyourchildrenbook.com to get your copy. It'll be in your mailbox in just a few weeks, just in September. So grab your copy now. Can't wait for you to read it, hear what you think. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.